Welcome to the Supernatural Childbirth Mamas podcast. This is a place for you to come hear testimonies of other moms who are believing for supernatural childbirth, have already had a supernatural childbirth. This is just the place for you to come be refreshed, hear testimonies, and have community. Moms, we have a Facebook group now. You can search for Supernatural Childbirth Mamas in groups on Facebook. Come join us. We want to have community. We want for you to have a place to not feel alone and have other like-minded mamas. We are having meetups once a month, and my goal and my heart is to build a community around this topic, but mostly around our relationship with the Lord and walking out this faith walk of being a mom and having a supernatural life as a child of God and as a follower of Jesus. So I'm so glad you're here. I can't wait to dive into today's podcast. Okay, hello, Supernatural Childbirth Mamas. If you haven't already listened to part one, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I started out, um, I, sh- I wanted to pray over you first, and then I was going to give you an update, but uh, it went a little bit longer, so I decided to go ahead and make a part two. And so that, uh, that podcast is mostly me praying over you and um, us praying together. So... If you haven't listened to that, I do recommend it, but it's okay if you haven't, they can be separate. So I wanted to come on here. My name, if you don't know me, my name is Jana and I started the Supernatural Childbirth Mamas podcast. Uh, I don't even remember how long, how long has it been? A year and a half, two years? Um, I, uh, I just recently went through a season where I, re- I wasn't posting podcasts I wasn't really very active in the group and I wanted to tell you guys why I felt like I was just trying to get through that season so that I could come out on the other side and I I knew that the Lord would bring me through but I was really struggling so I feel like we grow and have permission to change and um really just become who we are when those around us are authentic and honest and they talk about their own struggles and they talk about their own their own life and what they've gone through that's how we grow that's how we learn I I realized throughout my whole life that the experiences that I had where people in my life were honest and authentic and then they talked about what happened and how they broke through really impacted me the most so I felt like it was important for me to get on here and share with you guys what has happened with me so that you can learn from it, grow from it, and maybe you are in the same place and you are looking desperately for a way to to get out. So anyways, let me talk about it. For those of you who don't know, I have shared pretty openly in other areas, um, like Instagram, my personal Instagram, which if you don't follow me, it's Jana's Organic. Uh, Jana's with no I, <laughs> that's my old one. Jana's organic is me, but I share about our marriage story. And I think what really has happened in the last year is the, the hurt and the pain and the trauma of what I went through in our marriage, um, started to build up and I had never really had an outlet to really walk through healing and forgiveness and, um, I had forgiven, but I hadn't really walked through the the healing that I needed. 
And so I'll, t- I'll share more about that. But if you don't know our marriage story really fast, I'll just share. Uh, I, I dated, so I was, <laughs> I was raised like a super prude. <laughs> That's probably the wrong word, but I was homeschooled and then I went to a Christian school and I'm very grateful for my parents. They gave me an incredible childhood and, um, you know, they had their own pain and trauma from their past that I didn't even know about, but they were Christians and they, they had gotten saved and really tried to give us an incredible childhood and they did. And, um, but so I actually really, I made it into my twenties without ever kissing a guy. Like I was so anal about that stuff. <laughs> Thanks to my mom, I think. Um, but now anyways, I'll, I will go into that. But, um, I dated a guy before my current, well, okay. Before my husband, I dated a guy, not for very long, for about a year. It was a very bad experience. Um, I really truly feel like he actually stole my innocence. We did not have sex. I hope you're not listening to this with kids. If you are put headphones in, it's not going to be bad or anything, but I'm going to say that word probably. Um, so anyways, that happened, you know, it wasn't like that was, so I, I dated that guy. We almost got engaged. Praise the Lord. He spared me from that very bad, maybe would have been worse relationship. We broke up and then I met my current husband. We started dating and throughout dating right away, I won't, I'm not going to, I don't want to tell the whole story. Maybe I could do that in another time. But basically I did not know. I was very naive. I was very innocent in the way that I thought I wasn't mature in understanding healthy boundaries. I just was very codependent with people, super sweet girl. And I was dating this guy and it ends up that he confessed that he had lied about some pretty huge stuff. I should have ended it then. (laughs) And then I found out, you know, he was struggling with even other things like, um, pornography and smoking. He was hiding it. And, um, but he was basically, he was a liar and he had never gotten any help for lying. And so we ended up dating off and on. It was a very traumatic dating experience, just like on and off breaking up. And we are, we were engaged like three times because I kept going back to him, but the Lord kept telling me to end it. That's a whole different story. Um, anyway, we ended up getting married and then it got worse. (laughs) I got pregnant and on our honeymoon and, um, he, so I ended up finding out that his sexual addiction was way worse than I knew. And it, of course it got worse when we got married, not better. And, um, over time, basically I ended up discovering that he was a narcissist and he was actually diagnosed as a narcissist by a doctor, uh, psychologist that we ended up working with years later. I'm so condensing this story, but through multiple, and then I was being emotionally abused. I didn't know what that was, but then I found out he was a narcissist and it was just really traumatic. Um, there's so many parts to the story that were very traumatic for me, but I'm working through those actually right now. Um, so anyway, I never did. So (laughs) it's hard to condense this story. Um, so we were separated many times. Finally, um, when 
I was pregnant with our daughter, who was my first supernatural birth, by the way. The, all this started because I was pregnant with my daughter and I found horrible things that my husband had hid. And finally, I said, I'm done. And I divorced him. And I'm not advocating divorce. I actually think it's terrible. And if you can avoid it, avoid it at all costs. Um, but we ended up divorcing. I, it was just at the point where I had to. And um, so... I moved away immediately and went and lived with my best friend and I had to give birth to my daughter alone. If you haven't heard my story, it's one of the first podcasts on here. And so I was alone and that's what led me to Supernatural Childbirth, the book, because I was so desperate. I was so scared of the idea of giving birth. I had a traumatic birth with my first son, how long it was, uh, how painful it was. So anyway, um, because of all that, and then a year later, my husband had gone and gotten help. He got radically saved. He went to this ministry called Pure Life Ministries in Kentucky. They still are there. And they help men in those situations as long as they are hungry enough to, desperate enough to go there and get help. So he went, he got help. He got saved. The Lord prompted me and led me to consider remarrying him because the Lord had known that he changed. And I was not open to that. Long story short, one year later, long distance dating, uh, we did end up getting remarried. And our daughter at the time was six months old, Mercy. That's why her name is Mercy, because of God's mercy. My husband named her. And um, we remarried. So all of a sudden, now we have two children. We're remarried. My husband goes back to chiropractic school, which he's about to be done with, by the way. Um, and then we have a couple years later, we have another child, which is my third child, second supernatural childbirth. And just life goes on. And my baby ended up, uh, the third baby, Benjamin, he ended up having all over body eczema. And it was very traumatic after about his second month of life. So we went through several months of him having that and desperately searching for answers to to get him better because it was so terrible. And I didn't care if it was natural or Western medicine or what, because he needed help so bad. Poor baby was just, it was terrible. So all that to say, we went through all these things in life and I never ever went and got any kind of help or therapy or inner healing or anything to work through all the stuff that um, we had gone through in our marriage. And I had pretty much functioned fine. One of my strengths, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Clifton Strength Finder, but one of my strengths is adaptability. So I just adapt to my situation. And that is a good and a bad thing. For me, it was a bad thing. So it, I just noticed after a while, I started to notice that I was just very um, hypervigilant. Like we were in the car and I'm just like, Oh, ha, he, ha, you know, like freaking out, always on edge, always edgy, always anxious. And then it started to progressively get worse actually over these last several years. So, um, over this last year, I feel like it came to a place where my, not my, I'm not going to say it's mine. Anxiety got very high for me. Depression started to creep in. Like 
isolating from people, not wanting to spend time with people, um, not wanting to function in any of my giftings. Um, I am a entrepreneur as I don't know if you know that or not, but if you don't, I, I kind of accidentally became an entrepreneur eight years ago and the Lord had me just placed me in an amazing position to start a business. It was awesome. It has provided for our family for all this time, eight years, more than provided. It was a huge blessing. I worked with a doctor. His name's Dr. Axe, if any of you know who that is, but he had me start, um, doTERRA essential oils with him all those years ago. So anyway, um, so it was amazing, but uh, even in this last year, I've, I've stepped away from that. I, I just was you can't explain it to people who don't understand but if you understand you understand like I was in a dark place I was questioning God I mean I've had two supernatural childbirths but I was in a place where I was questioning God if God was real um and I was struggling with how much anxiety I had how um basically my fight or flight, which they call their, that I ended up researching all these things. Um, it's called your HPA access. Your fight or flight was just always on and has been still just always on. So anyway, I, you know, didn't want to, basically I, I was in a place where I felt like, um, inadequate to help you guys you mamas to serve you, to love you. And when I started the podcast, I was in a much better place. Um, but progressively I had gotten worse and worse. So it's come to a point within this year where my dad was recently diagnosed with cancer several months ago, and we are walking through that, but that was very traumatic for me, very close to my dad. And then my son, my oldest son, who's 10, had tonsils, uh, tonsillectomy, adenoidectomy, which he desperately needed after many, many years of sleep apnea symptoms. We couldn't get rid of it. Um, and it ended up he had to have emergency surgery five days later where he was bleeding profusely from his mouth. And then he had to basically have a second surgery. So that was very also traumatic for us. Um, and so because of all that, it, it finally, it's like a cup that's getting more and more full. It's like, basically I got to the place where I just like shut down and that was a couple months ago and it got way worse. So, um, I finally got help. I started working with a therapist. Um, there's, there's a ther- online therapy called better help. And I actually signed up for that and I started talking to a therapist and actually she's amazing and she's a Christian and it's been a huge blessing. Um, but, but I'm saying all this to say that I, um, I was in a really, really hard, hard place and I was, was slash is struggled with parenting my children. Just, I, it's like, there's no, so the trauma that has been inside of me has caused me to not be able to function properly. So normally you have like a split second when something happens in your life, um, where you can choose how you're going to react when someone has trauma brain (laughs) from stuff they've gone through. 
the brain is actually at a place where you lose that split second. And it's like with being a mom of small children, I have just been struggling with how easily frustrated I get, but it's like just instant. And, um, I don't feel like the joyful, loving, fun mom that I knew I would have been had I not gone through all that trauma. I've just been this person I don't like (laughs) is the best way to describe it. And so as far as recording podcasts and, you know, being part of the Facebook group and really being motivating and getting things going and helping you moms, it's just not only was there no desire to do that, it was mostly I felt like I shouldn't because I would feel fake. I would feel like I was not being authentic because I was in such a bad place. I couldn't, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup basically. So just to wrap this up so that it doesn't go crazy long, the Lord delivered me. He's so good. But over the last many months, I had worked with, um, so Libby Young is a leader in Supernatural Childbirth Mamas, and she introduced me to, I had already understood um, the process of deliverance. It's all through the Bible. I had even had some deliverance um, when I was younger, maybe in my early 20s. Um, I'm 38, if you're curious. Um, And she reintroduced me to it, her and her sister Lydia. um, The Lord has really had them start really ministering to people through deliverance. And deliverance, if you're unfamiliar, in the book of Acts, um, through the Bible, you can see that people, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, are delivered from demonic oppression. Um, And that can look like many different things. And people, you know, argue about, well, if you're a Christian, you can't have demons. Well, you may not be possessed by demons, but you can have demons basically attached to your spirit, to you to your soul, to places where you've opened the door, um, to your home, to just being, they've had permission to just be there. And so I worked with her several months ago and went through some deliverance and it was powerful and I felt like it was very impacting. And then she introduced me to her spiritual mom, a mom in the spirit in the kingdom of God, Kim, who we're going to introduce you guys to. Um, and then I started talking to Kim more But on and off, it wasn't like this instant, oh, yeah, I'm better. (laughs) It's been just this layer effect of like removing the layers of things that have been hindering me. When I say things, it's mindsets, demonic thing, demonic uh, oppression, I feel like, Um, traumatic things that needed to be healed, stuff inside of myself. And so I feel like like in every other part of life, things take time sometimes. Sometimes they're instant, but sometimes they do take time too. You know, when you look at the way that Jesus healed people, sometimes it was instant, but sometimes in the stories, it says they were healed as they went. Um, and so, so I feel like I've been in in a journey and I wouldn't have said that when I was in the middle of it, (laughs) I would have said, I would have said, I'm done. I just want to be a mom and hide in a hole and not try to share or help people or lead people because I am completely 
inadequate and I'm just gonna settle into my junky <laughs> sadness like I it was like I was just it's like I almost can't even put myself back there right now because I'm in such a better place all of a sudden but uh, I didn't have joy I didn't have peace it was just every day I'm just functioning surviving and maybe you can identify with that and you can't stop and really take care of yourself because you have three small children, you know, and a husband and, you know, and so thankfully my husband has had a lot of grace for me because honestly, he's the one that (laughs) we joke, we're very open now, but it's like, you know, he's the one that put me through all that stuff. So he understands that I'm, I'm, you know, my brain was altered by all the trauma and so even though it frustrates him the way that I respond to things, like his his whole take was like I it's just I'm always I'm always anal, I'm always looking out for danger, I'm always thinking ten steps ahead and you know, watch out, be careful. You know, that's just how I live my life with my kids. And I'm not ever at rest. I'm always just upset about something. I'm always um you know, thinking about worrying, worrying, being anxious. Um, And I've tried all the things, you know, people, there's a spirit of religion in the church that's like, um, pray more. You know, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, you know, all these different things. So if you're not, if you're not praying more then you know, but the truth is sometimes uh, it's a spirit. (laughs) I found out it's, it is a person, a spirit, a, a demon, and it's trying to um, lie to you. The thing about lies from the enemy is they always, they, when you believe them, help me out, Holy Spirit. When you believe them, they feel like your own thoughts. When you're delivered from them, Libby, help me with this. Um, when you are delivered from them, you realize that they are outside of yourself and you can continue to walk in freedom from those lies. But when you're in the middle of it, it feels like your own thoughts. So through this process, I think the Lord wanted me to to dive back into deliverance, really for your benefit and for the benefit of anyone else that I will ever come into contact with. Um, I don't think it's the have all be all end all. Like let's, there are some tribes and camps of people probably because it's their gifting that are way too stuck on, Oh, that's a demon. Oh, that's Satan. Oh, that's a demon. Like giving way too much glory to that. Um, but there is a part of it in the kingdom where we have to realize that there are demonic strongholds. There are, um, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with power and principalities. Um, but our weapons are not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> He's so cool. He's so cool. He, When you start talking and you're preaching and he knows that people will be hearing it, he comes. He's so faithful. He comes and he gives you the words. It's so cool when that happens. It doesn't always happen when I'm just talking to someone or when I'm just thinking thoughts to myself. 
But when I'm doing this, <laughs> the words come. It's so powerful, you guys. Anyways, the Bible talks about that. Um, open your mouth and he will fill it. Thank you, Lord. I'm just so blessed by this. Anyways, <laughs> um, I so all that to say, uh, after my dad was diagnosed with cancer a couple months ago, and I'm believing for him to be healed. We're walking through uh, healing. I have a friend who's a doctor, and he really does some amazing things for people with testing and then targeting like root cause stuff, eliminating like stuff in the pathways that need to be removed for that person to be healed. And he's seen a lot of great results. So there's that. And then there's also just like, I'm going to walk in faith that my dad is going to be healed. Um, so there's that. And then when everything happened with my son, um, it's like all of it just really got to a really bad place. (laughs) Where I was like, I can barely even function. And so I was praying and asking the Lord if if part of this story is something that I should share with you guys. Um, Because there is a scripture that talks about how um, to one man, this is not a sin, but to others, it is a sin. And, you know, do not cause a stumbling block for those who you know, believe it is a sin. And so there's part of me that thinks maybe I shouldn't share this part of the story. But I also think that there are so many like me that have struggled with things like this. So I am going to share it. Most of you probably, maybe this doesn't apply because you're pregnant and you're not uh, drinking alcohol. But there, because of how um, I wasn't taking any anxiety medication, no depression medication, it's just like my anxiety was so high that I was having a glass of wine at night. And um, I felt like I struggled with, I, I felt like I struggled with shame about doing that. And it allowed me to separate myself from God because I thought if I surrendered it to him that he would tell me to stop. <sighs> I know that sounds really silly. But that's what we do in our heads, right? But working with Kim, um, who is incredible, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her. She just talks about righteousness and how, um, and so I'll just go back. For me, that is how I was actually able to finally have a moment in my day where I've calmed down. I'm not giving people permission to drink. Like if it's a sin to you, don't drink because it's a sin to you. The scripture says that. Is it uh first Corinthians six? I don't I don't want to say the reference, but there there is a scripture. I should grab my Bible. Um it basically says, like, if you're convicted about something, then it probably is a sin for you, is what it says. And so I struggled with that scripture, especially because I said, Well, I feel condemnation about this. But at the same time, because of all the trauma in my brain, like I'm just like always so high anxiety. This is how I was able to like actually have a time where I felt calm and decompressed. And there is a, you know, of course we should find that in the Lord, but I wasn't. I wasn't finding in the Lord. I had been basically, I feel like Adam and Eve, like hiding from God in the, <laughs> in the garden, like mad at him actually. And, you know, which is also, <laughs> that's dangerous. Um, but... 
I recently came to a place after talking with Kim. So Kim shared her story with us and it's so good just about, um, you know, her past and like her righteousness and how righteousness is so much different than what we realize. It's not anything we can do. Let's like, when I say all this to you, you're like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that, which is what I would have said and responded to. But the Holy Spirit enlightens the eyes of your understanding and the word of God, what is that scripture that talks about how his word basically just like opens up our minds? Um, and so when I have spent time with her and she's going to come in in some way with you guys, because we've asked her to come in as a covering for us, um, to either produce some teachings for you to listen to, or maybe even some groups where we can be together and, um, have ministry time with her and learning, but she is just so good and so deep in the word, but that being under her teaching about righteousness uh, has just changed everything for me because she, she basically was explaining that even when, when you're in the middle of something that you're struggling with. So when I say that, that's, that was my struggle. I'm in condemnation because I'm struggling with this, but I feel like I can't stop because it actually helps me calm down instead of taking anxiety medication and, um, you know, but it caused major guilt and major condemnation for me. So anyways, but she talked about how, you know, you take it to the Lord. And she said she had a struggle uh, in her life, similar. Um, and she just basically was like, Lord, you know, I know this isn't good, but I, I know I can't stop on my own. So I'm, I'm literally casting this on you. I'm giving it to you. And I'm just going to believe that you are going to give me a way to have freedom. Um, from this. And so she began to pray and she told us how the Lord had her say, you know, I am not a, um, I don't want to share her story without her permission. I think she wouldn't care, but basically the Lord was just having her say, I am not a, whatever it is that I'm doing, (laughs) even while she was doing it. And the Lord just little by little, like broke off that, um, addiction, you know, if it was an addiction. And so, for me, I've come to this place where it's like being in, being in the goodness of God, like with him as my father, gives me permission to be in the middle of something that I can't, I'm struggling with. But if I just continue to be in his word, to be in his presence through worship, to be surrounded by community of believers, and to just continue to cast this on him, it will either be completely broken off or if it's something that's like, it's not, I, I am in the camp where, you know, like a European, like I, I love wine. I think it's really cool. (laughs) I love all the different kinds. Like I've even thought about being a sommelier. Um, but I don't want to have something in my life that is, you know, takes glory over God, but I also don't want to muscle my way through, pushing through in my own power and righteousness to be free from it, you know? But I feel like I'm in a place now where the Lord's like, I'm a good father. Just continue to cast this on me. And I'm, you know, he's, he's, he's breaking all that off, that condemnation, that guilt. And then, yeah. And I felt like I'm supposed to share that with you guys. Who knows what's in your life that maybe you feel like you're struggling with. But, um, 
so yeah, so uh, it was about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, that it could have been more. I think that's about right. I was already starting in therapy and working through, there's something called EMDR, which is a trauma therapy. And you go back to the memory. It's a lot like Sozo. Like you go back to that memory and there's, there's a very specific way that you do it. And you're walking through it with your the therapist and you feel the feelings. You are in that memory and you rate it. And then you step out of the memory, like in your mind. And then you go back to the memory as yourself now. And for me, um, and my therapist is a Christian, I was like, I'm bringing Jesus with me back into this memory. I'm bringing Holy Spirit and asking him, what should I do to change this memory? And already, I mean, I'm telling you guys, like, he is just giving me amazing things to like say to myself then basically, and to how would I handle it now? And like just rewiring that pain and that memory for me. Um, what could have happened if I would have, you know, done something differently, but like releasing all that, just releasing, releasing, releasing. So I'm already doing that. But then about a week and a half, two weeks ago, there was a sermon. I think it was Kim or Libby had mentioned it about the spirit of heaviness by Derek Prince. If you look it up on YouTube, you can find it. Um, if you type in Derek Prince, even depression, I think it comes up. Um, but, uh, about a week and a half or two weeks ago, I was like, I asked my husband, and another thing, I've actually started to allow my husband to really help me. And maybe you don't have that in your life or a situation where you could, but allowing other people to help you when you're struggling is such a big thing. (laughs) And I've not done that. I've tried to be so strong, but it's, you're not actually being strong. You're actually hurting yourself. (laughs) So I've, I've been, I've been letting my husband take the kids more for me to, even if I'm just cleaning the house and listening to prayer or podcast or worship, or, you know, maybe I'm exercising now, which I started doing again. Um, and honestly, it helps so much just to have like a minute to really pray or think or do whatever you need to do. So one of those times I was, I said, just take them, please, uh, do something quick, go pick up some Chipotle. We love Chipotle. And I'm just going to quickly speed through the house and clean. And what I did is I turned on this Derek Prince video and he was talking about how he was a minister and he was doing all these amazing things for ministry. And, you know, the Lord is working through him for healing and all kinds of things. But in the meantime, at home, like he was in a depression and he could not get out of it. He was trying to pray through it fast, do everything he could. And he asked the Lord why he was still struggling with this and the lord led him finally to the scripture that talks about um he gives us a garment of praise oh that's what it was he was reading isaiah 60 something i don't like saying specific references if they're wrong but it was isaiah 60 something where it talks about a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness And the Lord said to him right then, he said, the reason why you have not been able to get free is because it's not you, it's a spirit, it's a person. And then he's like, well, Lord, well, how do I get free? And the Lord took him to Joel 3, I believe, which I'm trying to turn to right now, um, where it talks about those who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be delivered. 
And so right then he said, he called on the Lord Jesus Christ and he said, deliver me from the spirit of heaviness. And right when he prayed, he said he felt like something was just being sucked out of him. <laughs> um, and he, uh, since that time, like he was freed from depression and the spirit of heaviness. And the Lord showed him, I was trying to see if I could find that scripture. The Lord showed him, uh, I'll have to come back with that scripture. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Um, he said after that time, the Lord also showed him that he has to, he's going to give him a garment of praise, which I think is so powerful because lately I've been turning worship music on again and it literally shifts the atmosphere in my home when I do that. And I had stopped doing that for a very long time, but I'm a worshiper actually. I'm, I'm not really good at playing the piano, but I love making melodies and like singing along and like harmonizing and writing songs really. So I want, I've been bringing that back into our home. And so it's, it's, it's crazy when the kids are going crazy. I literally will turn on a worship song and it shifts the atmosphere and it's amazing. So a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, but God told him to, um, you put on the helmet of salvation. And so he said, he researched it and he looked into it and the helmet of salvation is joy because it's the joy of your salvation. And I, so like I prayed in the first part, part one, um, the other podcast that I did, the joy of your salvation, it is the, the hope is the joyful anticipation of good. And that has just been so meaningful to me lately because I had lost hope. I talked about that in part one when I was praying, but that was the biggest thing for me for the last many years is the the actual loss of the feeling of hope and the feeling of joy and the feeling, the experience of delight, joy, excitement, gone. It was gone. And that in itself was actually really depressing for me. And so the Lord was showing him, once you're delivered from spirit of heaviness, it's putting on the helmet of salvation. And so lately I've been, even when I'm struggling, guys, I've had bad days still where I'm like, I'm freaking out. (laughs) Like every single kid is going crazy, asking me something, screaming, you know, hitting each other, whatever they're doing. And it's like, and then your house is a mess and you're trying to homeschool. And it's like, you have a million things going on in your head. And all of a sudden you're just like, I am not doing okay right now. And so, (laughs) but I've started either turning on worship music or purposefully saying, anger, no, you will not have a place in me. I choose for you not to. I'm even saying this out loud in front of my kids. Um, and I'm like, no, I choose to put on joy. I'm putting on peace. I'm putting on righteousness. And so I realized in the last several weeks, there's so many scriptures about putting on righteousness. And it's not our righteousness. That's why we have to put it on. It's crazy. It is so crazy that I never fully had that revelation. (laughs) I did, but I did it, you know? I still thought I had to work my way into having righteousness, but you don't. It's like, it kills that religious spirit because you don't actually have to work. You don't have to do anything. You put on his righteousness. It just, 
it should blow our minds, and it does. So, anyways, all that to say, that's what's been happening the last several weeks. And it's like, he's, he is, he has set me free. And I wanted to come here and tell you guys. So our plan, um, hopefully that you receive something from that. I feel strongly the spirit of the Lord is going forth from these podcasts to deliver you today. And if you're sitting there listening to this, maybe you're doing the dishes or you're in the shower or you're cleaning your house, you're taking a walk, whatever you're doing, I feel like today is the day of salvation. And I'm just going to declare that over you. Receive that, the joy of your salvation. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver you from a spirit of heaviness, anxiety, depression, worry, fear. And we just receive today, God, your righteousness, the joy of our salvation. We receive, Lord Jesus, the power of what you did on the cross and taking on every sin from the beginning of time into the end of time. And it didn't kill you. You absorbed it all. And it didn't kill you. Because you were righteous and you were the perfect sacrifice, but you took all that on. And not only did it not kill you, it didn't cause stress and anxiety and overwhelm. And that is what he paid for for us. So we receive that today, Lord. And then you said it is finished. And you said it is done. It is finished. So it's not Jana adding more righteousness to what you did, Lord. It's not this precious one who's listening adding more righteousness. It's just us receiving it, God. We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord Jesus. And we receive that by your stripes we were healed. Healing came before the cross. I don't understand that, but you've been showing me that. By your stripes, the whipping and the stripes of the cat of nine tails on your back and on your body with your organs coming out and your blood pouring, that is where healing was bought. And by your stripes, we are healed. And we receive that today, Lord. Every need, we receive the healing of the Lord Jesus Christ today over our marriages, over our children, over our families, extended families, friends, our own minds and hearts and lives. Lord, we receive that today in Jesus' name. And Lord, bless this precious one who's listening. Thank you that you're delivering multitudes from the spirit of heaviness. And we will be joyful mothers of children. (laughs) That's... That is the promise in the word of God. It says, you'll be joyful mothers of children. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, is that even possible? I'm like an irritated mother of children usually. But no, he said, we'll be joyful mothers of children. So I receive that. I receive that for you. I receive that for me. We will be joyful mothers of children. We will walk around our home and make it joyful and make it peaceful and make it beautiful. And we're not just going to be housekeepers. We're going to be homemakers. We're going to, we're going to delight in it 
And we're going to raise up the next generation to be warriors for God who are free from these things that we have struggled with. They're going to not walk in that stuff because we're going to show them the way. And any uh, existing trauma that they have from how frustrated we've been or angry or yelling or anything that we've done, we just say they're free from that and they are healed from that. And moving forward, our, our homes will be places of healing. I say that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that your blood covers our children and that fear has to go. Our children are protected by you. Your angels surround us and protect us. And I thank you for a mighty movement of mothers. Hey, that's three M's. Mighty movement of mothers. Rising up as warriors in our homes and in our communities and in our churches to to show you, to represent you, and to bring this kind of righteousness to the kingdom, to our world. And thank you for this, God. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for this freedom, and thank you for these ones listening. So there you go, moms. I love you so much. And I wanted to say there's going to be some new things coming. We've been praying as leadership, um, Libby, Katie, Hannah, and myself, about what the Lord wants to do. Really, we've been just praying and I've been like, you know, struggling. But then I was also praying like, I don't know, what does the Lord want to do with this group of women, with this community? And we feel like the Lord's just begin to show us some really exciting things. Um, and, you know, books, um, music with prayers and promises attached to it that you can find on iTunes. Um uh, training to be supernatural moms, uh, training to be a supernatural childbirth doula. Cause Katie and, uh, Libby both are actually going to be doulas. Um, we just believe that there's so much that the Lord is going to do meetings, maybe even a conference, supernatural moms. I had a picture today of super cute t-shirts and hats that say supernatural mama. I had like a picture in my mind. Um, and I'm like, I would wear that all the time. <laughs> so lo- I love it. So anyway, just thinking about like, how can we move forward as a community, but also share this message and also help you more as you go through this process and believe for a supernatural childbirth. Because the biggest thing about this whole journey is just knowing that you're not alone. So many feel alone in this process because it's not the norm in the world. But you know what? It's the norm in the kingdom. And we're going to make that known. So, okay. Love you, moms. Thank you for listening. Um, it's not comfortable necessarily for me to like just share. Not comfortable like I'm embarrassed. But like I don't want to make this all about me. But I know when I follow someone or listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube channel, like I love listening to that person's story. So that's why I'm sharing because I think you're going to grow and benefit from it. So love you so much. Look out for some new things. Also, I'm going to post in the show notes and then also on the Facebook group. If you aren't familiar, go to Facebook and type in Supernatural Childbirth Mamas and there's a group. Be sure to say you heard about the uh, group from the podcast and then we'll instantly let you in. I try to protect the group. So do that. And then also for those of you who want to share your story, we have so many of you that want to. We're going to make it a little more organized and put a Google form. Uh, in these show notes, but also on the Facebook group. Probably it'll be under files from now on, but we are going to post it today as well so that you can click it, put your name in there that you want to 
you know, share your supernatural childbirth story. Um, and then also one last really exciting update. We feel like the Lord is moving us towards starting small groups where you could actually be a leader and lead a small group of women to pray, to build a smaller community, um, and to be together with them. So if that's something you're interested in, we're taking applications for that. And then you'll be agreeing to, uh, having some training first, which is also super fun. So I love you guys so much. I'm so excited about what the Lord's doing and I just bless you today. Uh, and thanks for being here. Okay. Love you all.